You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. Well, we're on a uh, series uh, entitled Holy Spirit, and we're going into Scripture. We're on Truth Quest, and we're trying to find what Scripture actually says, not go with social norms not go just with traditions or denominations or whatever and just find out what the Bible says. How many of you know that'd be good? Just to, And that's what God works with. That's what God uh, honors and, and um, will perform in our lives. And all of us have committed ourselves that if we find something in Scripture that runs crossways with maybe our tradition, our opinion, or what Grandma thought or whatever else... We're going to go with Scripture because Scripture holds final authority for us. Can anybody say amen on that? And uh, we're finding that it's just beautiful and powerful what, what God wants to do. And so I, I won't go back and review tonight um, because we're, we're going very directly towards something. Then we want to uh, allow some time um, to minister this tonight as well. So we're in this series. And then let me mention to you that starting Sunday... Uh, this Sunday, I'll start a brand new series called The Ministry of Encouragement. The Ministry of Encouragement. Anybody ever need encouraged? You don't know how bad you need to be encouraged. We sometimes just, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay. And there's an actual force called courage. And there are things in life that take it out of you. And there are things that put it in you. And you need it. You need it. And we all need more. And we need to be encouraged. See how pitiful that was? We all need to be, we all need to be encouraged. And so I'm going to start that on Sunday. Very excited about it. And um, um, it's going to be good for all of us. And it's going to be good for the people you're in contact with too. Because you're going to learn how to encourage them. You're going to learn how to encourage yourself. And uh, so good stuff. So let's go ahead and dive in tonight. Um, regarding the Holy Spirit, there are a number of symbols or emblems for the Holy Spirit. Um, just a few of them would be a dove. How many of you remember in Scripture that he descended in bodily form like as a dove? Um, you know, years ago, everybody, uh, one church I was on staff with, you weren't a good believer unless you had a dove plate on the front of your car, you know. And uh, I think it gave you better mileage too. But uh, <laughs> dove, water, rivers, these are all emblems, symbols of the Holy Spirit. Fire, wind, and then what we want to look at tonight is oil. Everybody say oil. Now, let me give you a little bit of background. In Exodus uh, 29, we find uh, that these men are being set apart for the service of a priest. And so in Exodus 29, verse 7, it says, And you shall take the anointing oil... Pour it on his head and anoint him. And what this was, was anointing them to set them apart for service. And the anointing oil represented the Holy Spirit. And he's the agent of action. He's the one who gives us help. He's the one who gives us power. Y'all, y'all here? Stay real plugged in with me tonight because you don't want to miss some of these things. And so they were anointed and set apart for service. Then we find in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, coming into the New Testament. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit 
and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Now, carrying on over from Old Testament and for the benefit of time, we won't go into all of this, but whenever you talked about anointing Old Testament, there was actually, it related to oil. And so this symbol becomes very alive, New Testament sense, because that's what you anointed with was oil. And now God anointed, it has to do with the symbolism of that oil anointing. He anointed Jesus with what? With who? With the Holy Spirit and consequently with power. We also find Jesus at one point in the temple. He stands up to read out of the book of Isaiah, a scroll actually. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news. And so the symbolism here of oil, the whole word anointing ties in with that. You can't break it away from that. And uh, had to do with uh, now we see that oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. So this is power for service. What we saw in Exodus, what we saw here in Acts chapter 10 regarding Jesus. They were anointed for service as a priest. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power to go about doing good, healing all who were oppressed to the devil. God was with him. And again, that was power for service. But we also find in Scripture that there is anointing for healing. For healing. Now let me, let me illustrate this to you a little bit. Um, how many of you guys, it would be mostly guys, of course, it would be some of you ladies, um, ever broke in a, a baseball glove? Isn't that the best smell in the world? And you'd get that new glove. I, re- I remember several gloves. You know, you get that new glove and it's just stiff as could be, but it smells awesome. And we had at our house saddle soap. And you'd, you would take saddle soap and you would anoint... Seriously, you would anoint that glove right in the right in the sweet spot and you you break it in. It would soften it. It would richen it and it smelled even better. And then you put a ball in there and you bend it over and you put something on it. And overnight it starts to shape and you keep doing that and you keep doing that. And if you're going to keep that thing alive over the years, you're going to have to continue to go back and anoint it. Uh, my son Josh works at um, a restaurant, and I'm not advertising, but um, he works at uh, one of the Paneras, and he was in, well, I'm not advertising, I'm just telling you something for a purpose here. Um, they do a lot of bread, so he was having to get in in one of the ovens there, and when he when he did, somebody came too close to him or whatever, and he he his arm touched the edge of this oven and he got a just a huge burn on his forearm and so we're trying to do some things with it and somebody told him to get this vitamin e oil and we were doing all this other stuff and then he started putting vitamin it's just pure it just looks pure clear and I'm not giving you home remedies here. I'm making an illustration. I'm advertising restaurants and giving home remedies. And, and on Sundays, we give out watermelons, okay? And, and motorcycles. This is the coolest church I know, okay? All right. So he, he rubbed that in, and it was amazing. I mean, it was amazing how it just took off healing so fast. And I asked him the other day, because I thought about it again, and there's barely, barely a mark there. 
And, and it wasn't that long ago. And so again, the nature even of oils help to replenish and help to heal and so forth. Your body has oils, you know, that help your skin, help your hair and so forth. And so it's all tied in there. So there is an anointing with oil for healing. In Mark chapter 6, verse 13, and let me set it up for you. Jesus has the 12 disciples. He's sending them out now, and he sends them out two by two. And in Mark chapter 6, verse 13, it says, And they cast out many demons. He'd, he'd given them power to cast out devils, and he authorized them to go and to minister. And it says, And they cast out many demons, and watch this, and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. Now, let's make real clear on this, who the healer is. Was it these guys? Was it the oil? Uh, It was Jesus is the healer. You've got to know that. Everybody say Jesus is the healer. Okay, Jesus is the healer. And again, let me remind you, Jesus still heals. Oh, I prayed one time and I didn't get healed. Well, don't blame God. We come up with all kinds of theological whatevers to vilify God that he's, does, he can't, he doesn't, he stopped, whatever. You know, I, I'm not so proud, I'm not so bright that I would say, I got everything right. And God somehow didn't do what he said he would do in his word. That's, that's another sermon for another time. But I would recommend that you always go with God and stay on God's good side and never accuse him. Okay, just throw that out to you. So, um, he sends them out, and they actually are going because he sent them. They're going in his name. Um, every now and then, I'll have somebody come up to me, and it, and it happens here, because where there's light, there's bugs. Amen. Y'all know what I mean? Okay. Every now and then, I, it wasn't too long ago, I had a guy come up to me, and he goes, uh, I heal people. And I wanted to tell him, well, I'm an astronaut (laughs) and a dentist. He can't heal anybody. Now, at talking to him, I found out he actually had a pretty good heart and so forth, but terminology is real wrong and some bad teaching along the way. I can't heal anybody. You can't heal anybody. Jesus is the healer. Okay, let's get that real clear. Jesus is the healer. All right? And if if you watch on TV and you see... Uh, healing services and miracle services and crusades and all that kind of stuff. Do not be confused. Jesus is the healer. It's Jesus. It's the Jesus, okay? Jesus is the healer. Let's get that real clear. But if you notice, Jesus sent these guys out and they anointed people with oil for healing. Then in Luke chapter 10, verse 34, in the parable of the Good Samaritan, and in the middle of that parable, it says, so he went to him, The Samaritan went to the man who had been wounded, beat, left for dead, and bandaged his wounds, watch this, pouring on oil and wine. Both of those are actual symbols of the Holy Spirit. And he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And there's some wonderful truths in all of that. But the thing is, I want you to notice, is for his wounds, one of the things he did was pour on uh, oil for this. Now... James chapter 5 is where we're headed tonight. James chapter 5 is instructions for New Testament believers. James was a pretty big deal. One of the major leaders of the New Testament church. 
um, highly respected. And the book of James pretty much is setting a few things in order and making some real clear decrees of truth regarding a number of things. When James here, uh, he says a number of things. He said, if you're, if you're down, you should pray. Who should pray? But how many of you know a lot of people, I need somebody to pray for me. Well, we're glad to pray for you, but how about you pray for you too? Okay? You can pray for you. We're glad to pray for you, and we will. But you can pray for you. And it goes through a number of other things, and then we come to verse 14. And he says this in James chapter 5, verse 14. Is anyone among you sick? Now, he's talking about the body of Christ, talking about the church. We'll see context in a moment. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Because who's the healer? Jesus. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord, not the oil, not the pastor, but the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed, here's the bonus. And if he's committed sins, uh, isn't that humorous that he put if? And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So at the same time that he's healing you, and we'll look at the depth of that in just a moment, you're also just being restored and forgiven as well. Now, let's break this down just a little bit. It says that if you're sick, and we'll look at that word in just a moment because it's very significant. Let him, let that person that's sick call for the elders of the church. And we're going to make this much, much more available for you in, in services. One of the things we do, and please hear this, after every service. Everybody say after every service. After every service. After every service and we've been doing this for a long time. We have pastors, ministers, spouses, other people that we have trained and trust. That they're not going to go goofy on you. We'll be here. And, and that's after every service. And we didn't, we're not starting that tonight. That's been going. And so what you need to do is seek them out. Come after, after when? After every service. Now tonight we're going to do some things in service. But, but you can come and they'll pray for you. And if you want to be anointed with oil. Hidden in these bushes up here. We got oil things. And if you're in a real wreck, we'll do you like the tin man. You done. Get you go. All right. I almost look like chicken woman there for a minute, don't I? Okay. You had to have been here Sunday. All right. So there to call, which really has to do with to, to approach, to seek out. The elders, now let me tell you who elders are in the church. It said elders in the church. They, by definition in scripture, are those who teach and lead, or, or the word is rule, but the word rule gets thrown off a little bit. It's those that are leaders, teachers in the church. And so for us, the ones that right now you need to be concerned about are our pastors and ministers. Okay, we have our pastors and ministers. So you're to, you're to hunt them down. And they're available, though, after, but tonight in service as well. Now, and this is what the elders will do. They will pray. Now, can the elders heal you? So the pastors and ministers, they can't heal you. I can't heal you. It cracks me up sometimes. Send somebody to the hospital to go visit somebody and they want the real pastor. That's just wrong on every level. 
And the principle from Scripture is this. And I am not Jesus, okay? But the principle carries on over into every structure. If you believe Him then and receive Him, you'll receive who He sends. And if you don't receive who they send, then you don't receive the one who sent them. And that works at the bank, and that works at the hospital, and that works, works wherever. Y'all with me? Okay. So, and plus the other thing is, I can't go everybody. I, I, just, I just can't. So, but this is what happens. The elders pray, pastors, ministers pray, and anoint with oil. Now, let me, let me tell you what that means. We've got these five-gallon deals. And we'll just pour it all over you. Bad on your clothes, but you'll feel better. No, no. Actually, the word anoint means to smear over, rub in. Smear over, rub in. And it does not mean that you just got to, you know, you know, just get total painted with this. Okay? Anybody relieved? All right. Now, and they are to anoint with oil in the name of the Lord. And it says that the Lord will raise him up, and he's, if he's forgiven any sins, he'll be forgiven. So the oil, everybody say oil. The oil is just a symbol. It's an emblem of the Holy Spirit and his healing power. So the oil is a symbol. So we put our faith in God, but the oil provides for us, and this is very, very important. The oil provides for us, the anointing with oil, that act of faith and obedience provides for us a point of contact. That's a point of contact. Y'all with me? That's a place where you now release your faith. We also believe in the laying on of hands. We're not doing the laying on of hands tonight. We're anointing with oil tonight. And your point of contact, the place where I'm going to release my faith, the thing that you can mark in your mind, I was prayed for, I did what Scripture said, and now if I do my part and the leaders do their part, how many of you suspect that God, God will do His part? He's more faithful than any of us. And he will do his part. Now, the word for sick, and this is interesting. It's the Greek word kamno, kamno. And it means weak, weary, sick, without strength. And as it is used in the New Testament, now get ready for this. As it's used in the New Testament, it means if you're emotionally sick or weak without strength, it's used in that fashion, morally or your morale, physically, mentally, spiritually. Did I say physically? Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in any way that you are weak. So in any way that, that's the way that word is used. This is the only time it's used this way in the New Testament. But if you are, and you know what I did? I had Pastor Mike and Pastor Head on anoint me with oil before service tonight. And I'm not physically sick. But I tell you what, there's some other areas, and and it's not mental that I'm weak, okay? (laughs) There is a refreshing, there is a restoring that the Holy Spirit does. Let me give you some scripture for it. Psalm 92 verse 10 says this. David said, but my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Let me break out some of the words. But my horn, everybody say horn. Horn is an emblem of strength. Strength. 
But my strength you have exalted or raised up or increased to the level of a wild ox. Okay, so it's to bring your strength up to to be able to do tasks, to come up to where it needs to be. You have anointed, you have increased, you've exalted my horn, my strength like a wild ox. What was it that caused that? I have been anointed with fresh oil. And there's something about when we believe, how many of you know the Holy Spirit will refresh you anyway? He is the one who does this. And this is another point of contact where the anointing with oil would cause your strength, be it emotional, be it mental, be it physical, uh, spiritual, whatever it would be, morally, whatever. that He can cause strength to be increased and raised up in you. Which y'all were here for this. And then in Psalm 23 where we have our, our shepherd who also restores our soul. In Psalm 23, verse 5, it says this, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. The shepherd, the good shepherd who is restoring your soul, also in a sense here, anoints your head with oil. Your cup runs over. I hope you're getting the point here. Now, let me tell you what we're going to do. How many of you believe that, that God is still able to make good on this? All right. This is something that happens by faith. Everybody say by faith. You do not require, it does not require that you get goosebumps. You don't have to have a special feeling. I mean, God's lined it all up here. How many of you know a math teacher does not have to have a special feeling and anointing to go teach two plus two equals four? I mean, that's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. And so we're going to do our part, you're going to do your part, and we believe that God will do his, his part. All right, let me give you a little bit of instruction here. When you are anointed with oil tonight, that is your point of contact. We talked about that. That is your point of contact. That's the place where you release your faith. Now, you may receive immediately. You may receive eventually. But the thing is, you need to believe that I receive and that it goes to work now to restore, to heal physically. How many of you emotionally could use a little bit of boost? How many of you just inside, I'm just kind of weary. And God is able to do this by his Holy Spirit. And one of the ways that we can arrive at that place is with the anointing with oil. Now, that is the point that you will Release your faith. That is your point of contact. Now, let me cover something tonight without going into too much here just for a moment. Depending on your background and your tradition, some people you can just mention prayer and they fall down. Personal testimony of mine. I have been prayed for before and knew the power of God came on me and I did fall down. You do, but, but that doesn't mean that every time you get prayed for, you fall down. Plus, if you look in Scripture, you will have a hard time. Hear me. You'll have a hard time building a huge Bible case that that's what happens when you get prayed for. You're really going to be hard-pressed to support that and cause something that at times can be a manifestation to, to now make that be doctrine and practice. Don't do that. That's dangerous to do. 
1 Corinthians 14.32 says that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, which means this. You can do what you want to do or not want and not do what you don't want to do. And what I'm going to ask you to do tonight, because what we're doing tonight is anointing with oil. And the two things that I want to happen is the body to be edified, the body to be edified, and Jesus to be glorified. So what we're going to do, we're going to have three places here. I'm going to be here. Pastor Head-On's going to be right over there. Pastor Mike's going to be right over there. Oh, I'm going to get in the real pastor's line. And what I want you to do in just a few moments, hear me now, is I want you to make your way, if you want prayed for, if you want anointing with oil, to make your way into your nearest aisle. Now, how many of you are from the United States of America? And I want you, well, do what you're supposed to do, like you're supposed to drive. I want you to get in the, in the right lane. Okay, so if you're coming up this aisle, you're going to get in the right lane. And then you're going to come and I'm going to pray a prayer of faith over everybody because otherwise we're going to be here until Saturday morning. (laughs) And I got a grandbaby coming. Okay, all right. So and you're going to come. And whoever anoints you with oil, this is what we're going to say to you. I anoint you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we're going to put some oil on your forehead. And, and don't worry if, you know, I, I want you to draw a cross or the Holy Spirit or, you know, it, that doesn't matter, okay? It's amazing the things that people get tied to. We're going to anoint you with oil and then this is what you're going to do. Not going to fall down. You don't have to fall down. And you're going to do a U-turn. And you're going to go back down. See, you came up this way and you're going to do a U and you're going to go back that way. And now I'm going to ask for some Christian courtesy so that if somebody wants to get back into their aisle, that you let them get into your aisle and not go, can't you see I'm waiting on God? Okay? So give them a little bit of space. All right? Now, let me remind you of something. Is there any sick among you? Is there any of you that are weary and weak, not just physically. Are you emotionally? Some of you all have been through some stuff. Some of you are pulling some loads. I don't know how you pull your load. Some of you have had some family dynamics or financial da- dynamics or uh, medical things or whatever it be. I don't know how you do it except for the grace of God. Some of you are my heroes. I watch y'all go through some stuff and it's like, my goodness. That's God in them and on them and through them. And I'll tell you what helps is the Holy Spirit who is our helper. And it would be wonderful to have, to be anointed with fresh oil tonight and to have your strength be increased, not just for healing, but if you want healing tonight, Jesus is our healer. But he's also the one who restores our soul. He's also the one that will strengthen us and refresh us and renew us again.